Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies, gentlemen, children of every age group, welcome. This is the final episode of the Cryptomaniacs in 2021. And just before we went on air, I was asking Task, I mean, is this the end of season one? Uh, But no, because actually we started this crazy show March 19th of this year. So we've still got a couple more months to go before our first year anniversary, but this will be episode 77 task. What a year. Think of it. A year ago, we weren't even doing this. And in the first nine months or so, uh, we became a uh, very sought after podcast on the high blockchain. So, uh, I think it's a testament to all our followers and the people who uh, we've had on the show and the guests and, you know, the uh, the attention we've gotten for that. We've tried to bring on the quality people and the who's who and people who have stuff going on. And I always thought it was just because of your bald head. I thought that was. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying. My, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to work on my humility. So, I mean, I think you're absolutely correct. Um, right. But I don't mm-hmm. want to say that, you know, with my newfound humble self. So, uh, right. you know, we'll, I'll give credit to our guests and, and to you being the brains of this operation and leading the show. Um, you know, that, that I'm just here. I'm just a guy in sunglasses with no hair who can talk. There you go. That's the, we all have goals in life. Yeah, we all have yeah. goals in life. So, hello, everyone in chat. Jimmy, Kimberly, hopefully you guys are having a good day. So, this is the, obviously, December 31st, 2021. So, this will be the last episode of the Crypto Maniacs. And it's good. It, it, it's, it's perfect that we end with a question and answer session. So, that's really cool that everyone... Um, ne- next year, I'm just thinking maybe next year we should have like a New Year's Eve show, like at 11 o'clock, like Dick, Dick Clark, like rock and rolling with cryptomaniacs in, for the new year. I mean, perfect. You know, we can I'm, watch the ball drop in Times Square if they still do that. And do they do that know, still? I don't even know anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there was a time where, you know, staying up till midnight, 2, 3 a.m. at getting up and going to work hungover was just a natural part of life. Now it's, I can't even make it to new year's. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you, man. Yeah. It's, 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 I used to look forward to these days, you know, like this was the, the big party year party day of the year. And now it's just, I want to go to bed. Now I'm an old Cumbrungeon pissed off when they start setting the fireworks off. It's like, yeah, go to bed assholes. This this time last year, I was living in the middle of nowhere, and um, the neighbor, the closest neighbor, was probably maybe three quarter, you know, maybe a half a mile away from the house, and they decided to fire fireworks off 
you know, so you see complete darkness around the house. There's no nothing. And then you just see these fireworks coming out, out of the woods, you know, about a half a mile down. So that was our festive special last year. This year, I'm in the city, so I'm sure there'll be anyways. But it is very cold here, so I don't think people are going to be running around outside. I don't even want to. I don't even yeah, want to you gotta, tell you. you. Got, wait, you guys got to warm up to get to very cold. I mean, you Dude. guys are like negative fifty degrees Fahrenheit, and what's that equate to? Like twenty degrees Celsius, negative twenty degrees Celsius. It's negative thirty today Celsius. That's that's what it is right here today. I think it warms up for the next two days to negative five, and then it goes back down next week to negative twenties. So I love it. I'm so happy. So guys, z- yeah. zero Celsius is like thirty-two Fahrenheit, right? It's yes. like it's freezing level. Yep. Yeah. You guys do very confusing things. Wouldn't it make sense just to have everything zero? Anything below zero makes sense. You guys want to do your Fahrenheit stuff? That's very confusing. It's very. Confusing. We also we also don't use the metric system, and so we just like confuse the shit out of Europeans too. Do you guys use the metric system up there? Uh, um. That is a great question. I have no idea because I don't even know which which is metric meters or kilometers or what. Yeah, meters and kilometers. Yeah, yeah. So we do kilometers, centimeters. So you guys do miles or meters. Miles and, and uh, gallons instead of liters. Well, yes, yeah. yes, we. Well, do I liters. guess we do, yeah. do liters, but gallons. Uh, I mean, we do we do miles and feet and inches, where right. GPS do millimeters, centimeters, yes. meters, and so kilometers. We are we are not metric. So there you go. You are metric. We are metric. Unless you do inches and feet and miles, like what what's no. on your what's on your uh, speed limit signs? Kilometers? kilometers per hour. Kilometers per hour. Yeah, you guys are metric. Okay, so you guys aren't. No, we're not. Because you guys are Americans. Uh. Yeah, but I don't know yes. if that's the reason. They they tried they tried to convert. Uh, there was a big push when I was a kid, probably in the late seventies, early eighties. There was a big push to try to convert to metric to align with the rest of the world, and everybody just got too confused. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if it's more a matter of we try to be different, or it's just that we just can't adjust. That people got too confused. What what tells a kilometer? You guys could tell that I did really good at life at school, seeing that I didn't even know what the hell the difference was between the metric and the non-metric. So I'm just going to sip here with my tea and just, you know, pretty bad, man, pretty bad. But you know what? My mom said I would one day be a co-host of a podcast talking about cryptocurrency. So things are not very insightful. She was. How long ago did she say that? 30, 40 years ago? Um. She still doesn't even know what crypto is, but you know, we'll just we're we're gonna run with it. So 34 years ago. Yeah, perfect. My humor is not coming across today. That's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's the end of the year. It's the end that, of 2021. It's been a long year. I know we'll talk about it more on Tuesday, but right. I one thing I got is just say it was a great year on Hive. It, it really was. was. We mm-hmm. we we uh, and not only because we started Crypto Maniacs, but that that certainly added to it. Uh, but a lot of great stuff on Hive. So if you were not excited about Hive this time last year, you ought to be very excited about Hive this time this year. 
Yeah. And and like you just mentioned, we will touch on this. Uh, so on Tuesday, it'll be our obviously the first episode of 2022. And that what we have planned, instead of having a guest uh, on Tuesday, it's going to be Task and I kind of given our, our overlook and overview of what's coming in 2022, why we need to be excited, what's what's on the, the, the horizon here. Uh, and then the following Tuesday, we have uh, Reseller Blockchain Cards, which is going to be a cool interview. Uh, one of the OGs of Splinterlands. And, you know, again, what a year for Splinterlands. So it'll be cool to have him on talking about NFTs. And and, and the uh, week after, I'm trying to line up a repeat customer, our leading guest, I think, or tied for the lead, but this will put him in the lead. I'm trying to get Brian of London because he has just updated his proposal. He's updated his applications. And so trying to see if we can get uh, him on to give us the 411. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. So lots of stuff coming up um, for this show. Uh, More guests. If anyone anyone you guys want to see too, um, you know, let us know. Uh, drop comments in the chats or when this video is uploaded just put it in the comments who would you like to see in 2022 as a guest um but yeah so let's uh let's get into it let's uh let's finish up the year with you guys the 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 maniac community uh and uh just see what you guys uh what questions you had for for task and myself sounds good we're good good go let's rock and roll cool Let me just share the screen here so we can all follow along. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not seeing what I'm doing, but I am sharing the screen on CTP chat. So this is the last chat of 2021, uh, and let's dive into it. So first one up, we got David Armstrong. He said, at the beginning of the new year, everyone establishes new goals. I know that activity-based goals are the best. However, how should we go about deciding what they should be? So... You got any tips for him on how to uh, set up some goals for the for the new year? Yeah, I wrote a post about this the other night. Uh, very simple. A blog post every day, a video uploaded every day, uh, mm-hmm. 10 comments every day. So you extrapolate that 365 blog posts or 365 blogs or 3650 uh, comments or if you want to live dangerously, 7,300 comments, do 20 a day. Right. Um, you know, it's these are the base activities on Hive. Um, I guess you could, if you wanted to, with your game, say, okay, I'm going to play 15 Splinterland games a day, or I'm going to do uh, the daily quest 365 times. Mm-hmm. Um I might set a goal to do the daily quest four times in in twenty twenty two. So uh, seasonally, you know, I like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, every quarter we get we hit a, a, a goal there. Yeah. Um, you know that that's that's how you do it. And then it's very easy to see where where you stand because if tomorrow the first you do a blog post, you check it off. If you don't do a blog post, you obviously screwed up. I mean, it, it it's just. That's the thing about goals. They have to be quantifiable and you need to break them down into smaller levels. So nobody can do 7,300 comments, but you can do 20 comments in one day. 
Right. Uh, that's how you get to 7,300 and or 3,650. You do 10 a day. And, you know, you just simply look. And if I only if I'm my goal is 10 comments a day uh, and I only do eight on the first, then that means I better do 12 on the second to, to, to catch up. And mm-hmm. then you can look at and monitor yourself weekly and monthly. Um, and I think that's a much better approach than uh, doing the, well, I want to get my high power to, you know, 20,000, or I want to get my Leo power to 10,000. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not really in your control when you think about it. I mean, that's up to other people voting you. What is in your control? Putting up the blog posts and and getting involved and engaging and commenting and doing all that stuff. Uh, that mm-hmm. that's within one's control. So uh, I think that's the activity on on Hive and whatever area you're 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 interested in, whether it's CTP, whether it's STEM geeks, whether it's Splinterlands, whether it's Decrops. Make the commitment to that and figure out what you're going to do in terms of your daily activity. And then extrapolate that over the year, and then you have a chart you can you can follow. Mm-hmm. There's um, it's it's really interesting. Um, every every year, what I do is I I take a little index card, um, and I'm taking it off now because it is the end of the year. But I have my goals, and I have it written down here. Um, my goals for 2021, and what's really unique is that I have three of them, and I've been doing this for probably about a decade now, and I'm looking at this right now on December 31st, 2021. I wrote this down January 1st of this year. I had three goals. I wanted to lose some weight. Uh, I wanted to build my income to a certain level. Uh, And then I I wanted to uh, strengthen my personal life in in certain ways, uh, Mm -hmm. family life and stuff. So I'm sitting here looking at these right now. Every single one of these I've accomplished. Every single one of these I've accomplished. I've lost a ton of weight. I've built my income up through just grinding. Uh, and I've strengthened some family relationships along the way as well. And how did I do this, though? This is this is the key. This is the trick to what I did. Just like you said, you can't get to 7,300 comments in a day. Like you're, it, You can't get to... 10,000 hive power in a minute, unless you have big bank, right? Well, and you can't lose 30 pounds. And you can't lose 30 pounds. Well, you can take your ass and go to the gym, or you can go for a walk, or you can yeah. not eat that chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah. Put the put the bonbon down, John. Put, put, <laughs> put the pizza down. Um, but yeah, so but how did I how did I do this? And this is where the strategy of of goal setting comes into play. And I can't remember. Maybe it was one of these really smart goal-setting gurus like Brian Tracy or one of these real smart guys. But what they did is they took every single goal, and then they 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 you do a little exercise where you write down the daily things required to hit that goal. And so for me, each one of these things is, okay, well, how did I lose the weight? I changed my diet drastically, and I got off my ass every day, right? Lost the weight. I've lost 40 pounds, 50 pounds in the past year. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of, that's a, that's a lot of weight. And how did I do? I didn't do it overnight. I got to the income goals that I wanted. I set for myself. How did I do that? Well, it's, I didn't go buying pizzas every day. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I invested kill, in kill two crypto. birds with one stone. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I, I, I invested in crypto projects. Me and Blaine were, were working hard and, and developing content. Um, and, and so what you do is you take these little tiny, daily tasks 
and you it compounds into the big task. So that would be my suggestion to you. Write down the three things you want to accomplish and then maybe two or three tasks, daily tasks you can do every day to hit that goal in a year from now. And I'm, I don't know, like I'm not even one of those super scientific guys like, oh, just manifest it in your mind and it will become reality, like all that, that wooji wooji stuff. I'm not like that, but there's something very powerful to me about writing down your goals and having them in front of you and you see them every day. And it's Mm -hmm. like subconsciously you just work on it. Mm -hmm. It's worked for me for 10 years. Like every year I accomplish at least two thirds of, of what I set out at the beginning of the year. And um, it's worked. So, well, a lot, a lot of what we do as humans is simply nothing more than habit. And, uh, you know, by, by ingraining those habits, for example, if you want to lose weight, well, you, you have the habit when you go into the supermarket of not going to the donut aisle, but you go to the fresh produce aisle. <clears throat> you get in the habit of, you know, walking every day. And on Hive, you know, I'm in the habit of posting content every day. I mean, it's just I don't even have to think about it. I don't even question it. Um, you know, other people, it's like, well, do I put up a post today? Well, you're not in the habit of posting if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's it's. It's all, I mean, and, and you just look at some of these developers. Guarantee you one of the first things Block Trades does when he gets into his office, um, at a certain point in time, he just gets going and coding. Yeah. Or maybe if he's not doing a lot of the coding himself, he, he'll delegate that to his people. But, you know, a developer, you know, Yabba. I'm sure Yabba Mac gets up each day. He does whatever he does first thing in the morning. But at a certain point in time, he opens up his computer and he just starts coding. And he does mm-hmm. that, I'm sure, every day. You know, yeah. maybe once in a while he'll take a day off for a family day or, you know, maybe he doesn't work on Sundays or whatever his routine is. But most every day he's there. I guarantee if not every day, he's doing some type of coding. It's just habit for him. Yeah. And, and, and just like you said, you get into the habit and then it's second nature. Um, like I couldn't picture, and I'm sure you're the same way. I couldn't picture a day going by when I don't do a blog post on the blockchain. I mean, it, I feel weird. Like I, I, I sometimes like, you know, I'll be laying in bed with my wife and, and it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, holy crap, I haven't done my blog. And I get out the laptop and I bang one out. Like, I mean, you know, it's like I, I have to do it or else my day doesn't feel complete. I, I logged into my uh, just before this, this show, I, I uploaded a video into my Leo account and, but I, I logged in or I, I opened up three speak and my Leo account was open and I'm like, Oh shit. Because I, I do my Leo account at, at around noonish one ish. Right. And then I do my regular uh, account around six ish. And that was telling me, I'm like, Oh fuck. Did I forget to, to, to put up my, my post, my video. Right. And I'm, I'm sitting here saying, Oh damn it. Uh, fortunately it's just how I reopened, uh, three speak.tv for whatever reason it logged, it, it logged in that way. I mean, when I went to upload video, it went back to the screen to log in. So I actually wasn't logged into three speak TV. It was right. just for whatever reason that was locked on that when it pulled up the new screen. Uh, so I did put up my video last night, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's like, oh, damn, I, because that's one you can't get back. If if you didn't yeah. post that night when you're sitting laying in bed at 11 o'clock, 
and you say, ah, screw it, I'll do it tomorrow. I mean, yes, technically you could do two, two blog posts, but you can't get that that time back. You, right. It's lost. Yeah. And yeah. so if you make the commitment to doing that every day, uh, uh, and yes, to answer your question, I think both of us would probably pull what le- little hair we have left on our bodies out. Um, yeah. If we if we went a whole day day or God forbid two days without putting up a post, we'd go nuts. It's, before we move on from this question, I just I, I really want to hammer this point home because this is a big issue, uh, not only in content creation and jumping into something like Hive, but specifically in my industry. The amount of times people come and go in this industry, they come, they get started, they're really pumped up, and then they disappear. And they disappear. And then they come back a couple of months later going, oh, you know, life happened and ah, and something happened. And they got to start back at zero. And it is it is like I get it. Life happens. I get it. I I totally get it. Life happens. But if you're going to start something, if you're going to make the if you're going to tell yourself that I want to accomplish this, make this commitment, make the commitment to be here in a year from now. Like just make the commitment and hell well, on my water. And, and more more importantly, make the commitment to be here every day between now and a year from now. Exactly. Yeah. Not just leave for nine months, then come back uh, in the fall and say, Hey, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty it happens all the time in my roll. industry. I I can't I can't count the amount of times people come and go and come and go and come and go, and then they have to start back. They have to rebuild the trust from the readers, and they're sitting there going, Well, how come I'm not getting results? Well, that's why. That's why. And and yeah, like Jimmy just said in chat there, it's, you have to create like a sense of urgency. And, and, and because when you're doing this, there's no boss over your shoulder. It's you. You have to be accountable to you. And, and I think if you kind of kick your own butt and make the commitment to just like you said, be here every day for a year, do it. Don't lie to yourself. So hopefully that helps. Sorry for the rant. But this is a big topic in my little side of the interwebs all the time. So let's keep going. Jay Fang is up, and I'm sure he's got a question about you. And he does a little question for Taskmaster this week. Does he plan on playing Ragnarok when it comes out? It looks like it will require quite a bit of learning. So I don't think it will be the easiest to pick up. Hmm. Will we see a Ragnarok uh, expert in our we'll, midst? We'll, we'll have to see with that one. I mean, I, I I played chess a lot as a kid, so I understand chess. I, I was never much of a poker player. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens with that. I mean, we, we still don't have a, a ton of details about the game. We're getting a little more here and there. Um, so who knows? It, 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 it could be one of those games. It'll be interesting. Will will it be a player only game, or will it be a game for investors too? I mean, we're, we're right. going to have to see that. This will be very interesting as to what what is planned and what's rolled out. And I, I did find out on the AMA yesterday that the anticipated rollout date is about six months, uh, and that rollout is going to be a test net. And so there will be a one-year test net. Uh, so the real rollout is 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan said there will be a lot of rewards for the test net and a lot of prizes and a lot of activity. But evidently, this thing is so in-depth that they're going to do a hell of a lot of testing on it before 
widespread release. Now, does that mean that you won't be getting your NFTs and you won't? Uh, I'm not saying that. I don't know. Um, right. But what I, I am saying is they're, they're going to take a very uh, diligent approach to it and do a lot of testing to make sure everything's in order and no bugs before they go widespread. And my guess, no insider information, but my guess is when they go widespread in 2023, that will be accompanied by a healthy marketing campaign. Nice. Just a guess. Yeah. Some oh, speculation I, on I my part, know. but. Just did you see the uh, Did you see the art they released last night? I I mm-hmm. kind of saw the post. I saw the the you know the the one card as it showed up in peak D. I didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to click on the article. I was you know involved in other things this morning, but it's on my to read list uh, today. So yeah, look, it looks I, really good. Looks, I still have to really go good. through the last post in, uh, again. I kind of skimmed through it, and you know that that was a book, so there's a right. lot to it. Yeah, looks really good. Looks really good. So, yeah, definitely 2022 is going to be the year of Ragnarok, I think, of really getting people excited for this. And like you said, the test net's in about six months. So um should be fun. <clears throat> should be fun. Um, I'm looking forward and to it. And by the way, on uh, what else today? Uh, Friday. So Sunday, I think it's Sunday the 2nd, uh, there's going to be an AMA on Ragnarok. Yesterday's AMA was mostly on speak, but uh, Dan did field a couple questions about Ragnarok, but there's going to be a full AMA on Ragnarok. I presume it's going to be in the Speak Network Discord, but don't hold me to that. There you go. Good stuff. Mr. Ben Thomas is up. He said, wow. Time really does fly, doesn't it? He's been learning nonstop. It feels, it seems like it feels like he's He's just been learning nonstop, and he plans to. Inc- he's doing uh, so that this time next year he's in a really good position. Stack, stake, and holding all year. Here's the question: What are the top ten tokens people should look out for uh, in 2021? Hive, top- HBD, Hive, HBD, Hive, HBD, Hive, HBD, Hive, HBD. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say something along those lines it's it's <laughs> hive and hbd are probably at the forefront and you can uh, are we a little biased maybe no not at all i mean uh, obviously uh, the, the answer is 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 hive and hbd for for both of us right um now there's there are other tokens even within the hive engine ecosystem that i'm very very bullish about going forward yeah. so if you ask me 10, I could get you five to seven, let's say, of tokens that I'm really oh, you're focused full of on. Crap. Your answer is Splinterlands cards, and that's it. <clears throat> Pretty much. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> lot, a lot of Splinterland stuff, but but also there's there's stuff I'm looking at. Like obviously I'm I'm you know, index is is not only my project, but it, it's paying great. Uh, the dividends are paying great. So if I increase my stake there, it's going to be, you know, putting money in my pocket passively. Uh, but the other one I'm really like, obviously, there's a whole lot of other ones. So SBT and SBS and and Leo, obviously, stuff like that. But the the sneaky one that I'm really focusing on going forward is going to be Worker Beat. Um, that is, so? 
Yeah, that's I've the been one. I've selling that, all my B. What 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 makes you so confident about B? Well, not B, worker B. Oh, right? oh, are so, they they're two different tokens? Well, worker B is the mining token and the governance token, right? So, worker B. What's is, B? B is is the hive engine token. So it's the token you need to to if you want to buy or sell, if you if you want to buy services on hive engine oh, if you okay. want to buy you got you know you got to spend a hundred b to get your token you gotcha. got to spend a thousand b so to, there's to, another to... governance token I, I i guess i knew that but i forgot I, I right yeah so worker b is the governance token and to vote for witnesses on hive engine you need stacked oh. and staked b worker b gotcha that I remember. so not only has this become quite a, a passive income stream for me it helps with governance um, Blaine is one of the top five holders of this stuff, uh, because back in the day when I went ballistic into the Splinterlands, he went ballistic into worker beat. Um, so I'm trying to catch him and I have, uh, ego that needs to be quenched. So I need to go after Blaine. Uh, but that's the token that I'm, I'm going to try to, to stack a little bit in 2022 because, uh, yeah. If I could... In, inject here my yes, opinion sir. and this is just my opinion uh i think you're a horse's ass if you are focusing on 10 tokens uh that's just mm. in, in my opinion i mean unless you just have a shitload of money and even more time to me yeah. that is you know too diverse it's too it's hard to keep up with that many projects now that doesn't mean that you don't hold 10 tokens and <laughs> You know, like you said, index. There's nothing to keep up with index. I mean, okay, once right. in a while, I'll ask you what's going on with index. You guys will do a post, but right. you buy the index, that's it. So, you know, as an investment, that's fine, but nobody focuses on index right. um, because it's really not so much a project. I mean, it is a project, but it's 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 a passive return. It's you guys do your thing, and you'll you'll ask for input, you'll ask for voting if you want to change something, which. My observations, maybe once every three months, once every four months, something comes up. But outside of that, it's just a, a real passive opportunity. But if you're going to focus on, I want to really build up my worker bee, or I want to really build up my Leo, or I want to really build up my CTP, you know, I think you got to really limit that to about five because yeah. A, resources become a problem. As I've said many times, I mean, people say, why don't you get involved in all these other projects on Make Matic and all this other stuff? And it's like, I got more op opportunities on Hive than I have resources. So, I mean, it's I, I could give you 10 that I'd, I'd love to dump, jump into, but, um, you know, that I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough uh, ability to focus and concentrate on that. So, right. you know, I, I personally, I just keep building my Leo. Uh, I... You know, Cub at this point is passive. I know that's not on high, but it's kind of tied to it. I, I'm very involved in HBD, as you know from my posts, and I want to try mm -hmm. to make that better. Uh, of course, getting more high power is always uh, of interest. Uh, and then, you know, I'll I'll have a few others where, you know, I did the work. So, like, bro, I just enjoy the passive returns. I mean, am I, mm. would I like more bro? Yes. Am I going to actively go seek it out? No, because I have a fair portion of bro there. Um, right. You know, the one that does kind of intrigue me, I haven't had enough chance to, to look into it, is the thing that uh, Flowey 
is putting together the uh, the cartel thing. Cartel token, yeah. I, and yeah. I don't have any of that, but mm. that could be something that could be very interesting with Flowey and Kevin. I think Kevin's yeah. involved in that, isn't he? If you know, obviously Kevin, yeah, shit when it comes to that. Mm. So, um, you know, but in the meantime, I I have a lot of other stuff that um, like one up, whatever I get, I I power I, I stake it and i delegate it to one up curator and same right. with my spt so is that a focus uh, no not really that comes from my rewards but i just keep adding it to the curation process and mm -hmm. saying okay hopefully that'll help those communities and then i earn a little bit more yeah yeah it's it, then it's you really start to throw in, then you start to excuse me john but then you start yeah, no. to throw in splinterlands and there's like you know, I've seen people say they have goals for deck, they have goals for FPS, and of course you got all the cards. And yeah. then there's going to be Ragnarok. I mean, it's just again, you can just overwhelm yourself if you chase after every shiny new toy. And the mm -hmm. oldest, most unshiny toy on this blockchain is probably Hive. Yeah. And you know, but that there's still uh, prepared wombat left a, a, a comment in in uh, Leo. Leo market talk. It was very interesting because we were actually talking about, I think, Bitcoin. And he says, you know, I just honestly think at this point, I feel more confident, even though he's holding Bitcoin, and he owns some in his retirement. So I guess he has GBTC. But mm -hmm. he says, I think Hyde's going to do better than that. And, you know, you didn't hear that a year ago. People say, right, right, yeah. you know, I think the Alpha on Hive could outpace Bitcoin. Well, yeah. you know, you, uh, you could see a 10x in Hive. You're probably not going to see a 10x in bitcoin this yeah. year yeah so it's interesting. yeah it, like you said i think it's bang on it's if you're trying to you know be the jack of all trades master of none type scenario when you're trying to get into all these different cryptos and that's i had to tone it down for my my day my weekly hive goals i mean what was really cool about what i, I hit my 20k leo goal that i set for myself at the beginning of the year i would have never done that if i was had my hands everywhere um, mm -hmm. there was no way. Uh, and I remember, um, I think I, when I put that goal out there, it was, you know, it was this time last year, obviously, and, and Bitcoin flood actually made a comment. He's like, dude, because this is when like Leo was like two bucks each or something like that. Like it was crazy. Right. And he's just like, man, hitting 20 K. Cause I was only at, I think I was 8,000 or something, Leo. Like I didn't even have 10,000 and he's just like, that's going to be some work. And, and he's like, just, you know, slow and steady, just keep stacking it. And that's what I did with Leo, but I would have never been able to get that if I was trying to get 50,000 other tokens in my portfolio. Yeah. And I just said, okay, well, and this is exact same thing with that whole goal setting strategy. I started asking myself, okay, I, I want to hit 20 K in Leo. How do I do that? Well, the first thing that came to mind was, okay, well, I like passive. So, yeah, I could do the curation and stuff, and that's cool and all, but Leo Voter. So I delegated uh, – the, the biggest delegation I have in Hive Power is to Leo Voter. I'm sitting there getting 40 to 50 Leo a day <clears throat> without doing a single thing, without lifting a finger. That contributed. So that was a, that's how I achieved that goal. I did that. I did curation. I didn't sell any. So it was just all of these things, that daily things that I did to focus on that one goal. Mm -hmm. I think if you do that for, like you said, five tokens, like set a plan up, five tokens. You want to hit certain goals for five tokens in 2022. Make the plan how you do it daily. How do you accumulate Hive daily? 
create and curate? How do you, you know, how do you get Leo daily curate, create, but also maybe look at Leo voter. And, and there's all of these different strategies you can use, but if you're doing 20 different tokens, it could get overwhelming. Well, it was like uh, Gerber's project BXD. I mean, right. that's a wonderful project, but it's like, you know, I don't have the resources to get in. I don't want to move the resources around. And it could be phenomenal. I mean, you know, maybe it would outpace Index. Maybe it would outpace Pro. Maybe it would outpace right. uh, LBI. So I could theoretically sell some of this stuff and get into it. But why? I mean, I'm still optimistic about this stuff. And, you know, some of it still has upside. And you say, okay, 20,000 Leo. And people say, well, if you didn't put forth all that effort, you could have gotten into something like this at, you know, 100x. Right. Yeah, yeah. maybe if you found maybe. it. Maybe, yeah. The other thing is, is, okay, you're talking about high being, or Leo being $2 back then, and now it's 20 cents. But you're 20,000 Leo. What happens if Leo gets to five bucks, which isn't outrageous? That's you know, that's why I'm stacking. Like, well, you know, okay, all that time I was stacking when it was going from two bucks down to twenty cents, all of a sudden makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you look like a hero, and everybody's sitting there saying, Oh, you were just lucky because you could get in at 20 cents. Well, I yeah. made the commitment that you know I wasn't gonna sell it two bucks. Yep. That that's that's really it. And I, to me, you know, something like Leo, that's that's the 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 aha moment for me because I've seen it at two bucks. I've seen what what these guys can develop. I see. I love everything that the project is doing. So for me, twenty cents is a steal. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you I don't. Promise. I do. Oh, you're I lying. To, you're lying I, to the public. I know I one promise. thing you are not happy about with Leo Finance. And I know this to be true. And you're pissed off at Cal just like I am. When the hell are we seeing Project Blank? Dude, that is 17 months now. Let's be brutally honest. That's an urban legend. It doesn't exist. It's like a unicorn. Yeah, it's like uh, the the Abominable Snowman or the Loch Ness Monster. It's people claim to have seen it, but nobody has any proof. (laughs) Poor Cal. Anyway. (laughs) 2022. Cal's going to be responsible for about 500 cardiac arrests on high because one day he's going to put out a post and say, "Okay, we have the Project Blank uh, app up there for testing," and it's like everybody's going to keel over and drop dead. It's like out of shock. I'm there for it. I'm there for it. Thank you, Ben, for the question. Hope it helps. Uh, This was more of a comment than anything. Uh, Eliente said. I'm setting more achievable goals. I overdid earlier this year and burned myself out. I'll be reviewing all the lessons in CTP to help with my reset. Got so busy with my day job, I couldn't keep up. I'll be reaching out uh, for more support as well. Thanks for all the awesome support you gave me this year. So this kind of goes back to, you know, a few points that we've, we just made. One, you're going to burn yourself out if, if, you, if you try to do too much. Um, so slow and steady. And second thing is that this will stop you from stopping. If you're if you're not burning yourself out, if you're focused on small achievable daily goals, you're not going to get burnt out. You're not going to quit. So I think that's a really important lesson. Kind of the theme today has been 
set these goals up, but stick with them. But don't don't say you're going to try to get 7,300 comments in a day. Don't try to get to 10,000 high power in a minute. Don't try to lose 30 pounds in a day. Um, slow and steady definitely wins the race here. So, Well, I, I, I think there's something here, John, we haven't touched upon, which this is a good year-end show, so it makes sense. But there, there's a thought that we haven't mentioned. There's no doubt that you and I both love hives. So we show up twice a week. We do this show. Mm-hmm. You have your other shows. Uh, and we're each on the blockchain every day. We're writing posts. We're doing videos. We're doing stuff. You and I just love hives. So mm-hmm. the effort it takes is a lot less than if we had to do a blog post each day about, you know, the news or, right. you know, something like that. And you look at people like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was, you know, Mr. Olympia and people of that nature. They just love going to the gym. I mean, it's just it's not like, oh, man, I got to get up and go to the gym. They jump out of bed and they're excited to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I think that's a lot to do with it. If you are having to push yourself and struggle to do this stuff, you might be looking in the wrong area. Because right, right. There, there's something that doesn't jive. And yes, we all love making money. There's no doubt about that. But I think it's safe for you and I both to say it's not about the money. I mean, we know that will come. We don't even really, you know, focus uh, or use as a metric the price of anything because it really doesn't tell anything. We just love being involved in this uh paradigm shift that's taking place and doing our part and getting involved and helping other people and seeing them grow. And, you know, that is, is what keeps juicing me. And people say, well, how can you put up so much comment content? It's because it's not, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's effortless, but it's not a lot of effort, relatively speaking. It takes me a lot more effort to go to the grocery store, to be honest with you, because or play play your daily quests. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot harder. It's easier for me to put up a blog post than it is for me to yeah. go go do my daily quest. But for other people, they love. I mean, they wake up in the morning and it's like they're they're not even out of bed. They're pulling out their phone and going on split lanes. I mean, yeah. you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. And Hive right now has enough. I think and cryptocurrency has enough that you know. I I think there's something that people can find that makes it a little bit more effortless. And then when you get that situation, well, where my day job is starting to, you know, become more of a problem or whatever she just said. Okay. Then you can scale back, but you don't stop. You, you say, right. okay, I'm going to, because of time constraints, I'm going to only do this as opposed to doing, you know, what I was before, but you don't just outright stop and drop it. Right. Yep. Yeah, man, it's 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 you got to love what you do. And and that's why this is while, yes, it takes effort and to write the posts and create the content. But it's not like I sit here and go, oh, I got to write a blog post. Oh, oh, you know, it's, it's it's not like that. It's cool. I get the opportunity to do it. I'm pumped up. I'm fired up. Let's rock. Um, but, you know, maybe it's not it's it's maybe it's not there for people yet. Um and, uh, you know, maybe you need to find your your calling on the blockchain. Maybe it's not writing. Maybe it's not video. It's taking pictures. Who knows? I mean, there's apps yeah. now for that. So there you go. Let's keep going. We got Fiber Frows. Kimberly, she says, 
What would be your top advice to a young person just getting started? Should they game? Should they blog? Should they learn to code? This is a really good question. Uh, I know I've tried to tell my kid to learn to code, but he's now 21 years old and he doesn't listen to me anymore. So that's out the gate. Uh, Did did he ever listen to you? Not really. Um, (laughs) Except in fantasy football. He beat me at fantasy football this past week. Now he's in the championship this week. So I'm proud. I've, I've done something for my son. He's a champion in fantasy football now. So there you go. We all have goals. But yeah, what would you, what would be your top advice for a young person getting started in this crazy stuff? Should they blog? Should they learn to code? Should they get into gaming, DeFi? What, what would you say? Uh, well, I mean, all of it. I mean, learn to code if from a general skill standpoint is, a, a, I think, a great thing to do. Um, you know, my, my first advice is if you're just getting into this, buy some Bitcoin. I think that's always the starting point for me is get yourself a little Bitcoin. Um, you know, if you're a young person, you get some Bitcoin and you hold it 10, 15 years. I think you're going to do very well. Um, you know, again, that that goes back to to. It's a question, though, John, you can't answer because that goes back to what's your passion, what's your expertise. Certain people, many people cannot write blog posts to save their life. Then there's many people who will never understand coding to save their life. So it depends on what somebody's good at. And in gaming, there's a lot of people that gaming isn't of great interest. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things here. What is your expertise? What's your skill level? If you know how to code or if you have an interest in coding or if you have a technical mind like that, it's probably a great path to pursue for the next few years. Um, but if you don't have that type of mind and it's like, well, I don't want to sit here and learn how to, you know, create a web page or anything like that, then, you know, maybe you're better off doing a, a vlog. Maybe you're better off blogging. Maybe you're better off going in and playing Splinterlands and becoming an expert at Splinterlands and, you know, yeah. be becoming like Bulldog, becoming a gaming expert because evidently there's a lot of money to be made in gaming over the next 10 years on blockchain gaming. So, you know, becoming an expert at that is not necessarily a bad avenue to pursue. It's, um, it's a really good point you made. I mean, obviously it's, it's personal preference for the individual. I, I can't tell you, Oh, you need to go and blog because that's the way to do it. It's if you don't have a passion for writing, you're not going to ever really write blogs, but the, the, you got to look, look where the puck is going right to use the old hockey metaphor don't look to where where it is now look to where it's going and to me where all of this stuff is going so if i'm a young person what what, what you know when i was younger what what did i like i liked gaming so let's just use gaming for example um i still like gaming what am i talking about when i was younger um i see okay the platform gaming the pc gaming a lot of this stuff uses skins tokens different elements inside the game perks all of this stuff has the potential to become nfts so i see the puck going there for not only and and bulldog touched on this last week too when we had him on it's that's where a lot of this income is going to be generated for play to earn it's going to be the earn the the owning of these assets so I'll look at gaming and just like you said, become an expert in that, but then become an expert in specific things within a game. Um, you know, 
collections and the different genres of games. I mean, it's, it's so broad, but I would definitely pick and go where things are going, not to where they are right now, because everyone's going to jump on. Like, blockchain gaming and play to earn is the thing, so everyone's going to stop. Well, where's it going to be in a couple of years from now? And that's, I guess you you get that from being more involved. So the top advice would be find what you love doing and then get involved in that community. Find out what they're talking about. Interact. Um, poke around there because then you're going to start seeing trends. You're going to start seeing things that people are building. They're going to be talking about more and more. And then you're positioning yourself to go to where it's going rather than, you know, you have your ear to the street then. So that would be my advice. Or just get into podcasting and, and be something like Task and I one day. No? Yeah, one day. <laughs> we're still a work in progress. Still work only? This is episode 77, so we're yeah, not even at 100 Give, give us yet. about 7,000 episodes to work out the kinks. Yeah, yeah, we'll, fig we'll figure this stuff out. So, yeah. Thank you for the question, Fiber Frau. Can really appreciate it. Mr. Farhad is up. He says, as a beginner in Splinterlands who has yet to buy a spell book, what advice would you give them, except obviously buying the spell book, which is a much, but as an investment, how much do you think a person should put a person a person should start with? I can't even talk to that. Save, so, save your save your money for Ragnarok. Yeah, that's I, I'm obviously very Splinterlands. Um this is a, something I'm struggling with right now, too. Um yeah. uh, where's the line? Yeah, it's well for me. It's like what? What's the better game plan? What's yeah. the better play? Is it going and buying packs and opening them up? Is it individual cards? Is it waiting for? There's so many moving parts to something like Splinterland. So the first thing I would say, I think what we have here is we have a difference. You're opening your packs. I think I've taken my chaos. I don't have anywhere near what you do, but my chaos packs are unopened. I'm not opening them. I'm just going to take the path. And the approach, I believe these things will be a lot more than $4 down the road a year, yeah. year and a half from now. So I'll just keep them that way. And then that's where I'm targeting Splinterlands. You and Blaine obviously have other approaches. And yeah, actually, you and Blaine, your approaches are different to, XK, to the Chaos Packs. Oh, absolutely. Like, he, he doesn't open all of his. I open oh, all mine. He he will open a bunch, but he keeps some just like you do. But um, I, like Farhad wants to know what's the what's the advice going in, you know, other than the spell book. I mean, obviously you got. I, I would say my and maybe you can uh, either agree with this, John, or, or slam it down. But I would say if you're new, get the spell book, start playing the game, poke around, you know, go and watch Bulldogs uh, videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, get a little bit familiar with the game because there are a lot of different facets to it. And and there's many yeah. different investment opportunities. You can go with deck, you can go with SBS, you can go with packs, you can go with cards, you can go many different ways. I would just start to get a little bit familiar with the, the game itself. And then you can start to see, do you want to be a player? Do you yeah. just want to be a passive investor? Do you want to get cards and rent them out? Um, do you just want to say, screw it, I'm just going to buy SPS on the cheap and 
and ride that wave. I mean, there's, like you said, John, there's so many different facets, even within Splinterlands, forgetting, I mean, this goes back to the 10, 10 things on Hive. Well, yeah. shit, you know, even within Splinterlands, you got five or six options. Yeah. It's, you're, no, you're bang on. I mean, it's, you, you'll lose your mind if you try to figure it all out. I'd say go slow and steady, dollar cost average, whatever you're doing. So if you're going to set up a budget for yourself, five bucks, 10 bucks a week, whatever, just stick to it. You know, don't, don't go dipping in. So you, you never spend anything you can't afford to lose. But what, what Tasset is, is bang on. Um, pick what interests you the most. So if I was just starting and I obviously, let's say I started learning the game, the, the, the few things I would do, obviously I look at the fact that the older cards have much less in circulation. So that intrigues me, but also I know how valuable summoners are. And right now with chaos Legion, the cheapest summoners you can get are in this deck. So one of the, the biggest problems a lot of people face in this game is they don't have the right level summoners because they're so out of price. They're way out of price. Like the prices of some of these things are crazy. Hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars sometimes for them. So right now you can get these summoners for four bucks. Some believe under four bucks. So I would look at the summoners. Um, I would look at the older cards as an investment side of things. Uh, because there's less in, in circulation. But um, also look at the governance. Look at SPS. Look at the fact that that is just 23 cents right now. And that's a governance token. And you got to remember that player staking is coming. There's so many more elements to this game that are coming that's going to feed right off of SPS. It was announced this past week that SPS is the only way you're going to be able to buy um, their little mini edition that they're bringing out in 2022. So... More use case for SPS. Player staking is coming. Land is coming. All this stuff is going to be so centered around SPS. So not financial advice, but I would look at the summoners. I would look at the older cards, and I would look at the SPS uh, doing everything I can to accumulate that. So that's what I would do. Ready for our final question? Most certainly. Here we go. Final question of 20. 21 and it is from our good friend tokenized society hey maniacs happy new year in advance what was in your opinion the biggest thing to happen in hive in 2021 and what about crypto as a whole so what was your biggest takeaway of this year on the blockchain and crypto as a whole uh the focus of hpd and the improvements made there. You think about where HBD was last year and compare it to where it is right now. In 12 months, we we, we came forward incredibly. Uh, you know, and it started with the HBD stabilizer and, you know, a few other things that they've done in the savings account. Uh, in crypto, who? Uh, Well, I think in crypto, you just have to say the NFT craze, even though it, it may be a little crazy uh, right now in terms of bubblish and, and you know, bullshit uh, uh, valuations and whatnot. As you said, there's a lot to the technology, as, as you were, Bulldog was saying, that's going to capture the value of a lot of these in-game assets. 
And so I think right. the fact that NFT's got so much focus, platforms are being built, um, that's going to serve us very well going forward. And 2021 was to NFTs what 2020 was to DeFi, and DeFi only got bigger uh, in 2021 compared to 2020. So logic tells me NFTs are only going to get bigger in the new year as compared to what they were in the past year. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, those are fantastic. Um, I, I definitely in agreement with you with the, with the NFT stuff. I think um, that really woke people up to to what can happen here. Um, for me, I, I mean, obviously, the easy answer is, oh, all the development that happened on Hive. I mean, you know, there was loads of it, uh, tons of it. But I, I can't, I can't say anything has impacted my life more than Splinterlands. Um, I, I think Splinterlands showed the world and continues to show the world how powerful Hive is. Um, Agrod is, is, is interviewed all the time and he always talks about Hive. Uh, it's, it's like the little train that could. It's this super powerful blockchain that most people ignore, but here you have the biggest blockchain game in the space built on this blockchain that's showcasing what can be created here. Um, I think you're right when you say we need three or four or five more Splinterlands. And I think you're seeing Ragnarok could be the birth of that. Um, you're seeing all of this stuff stemming from Splinterlands and, and all of this stuff being, Oh, we can do this because of look what Splinterlands is doing. So, for me personally, the biggest takeaway of 2021 was was Splinterlands. It was it was a you know obviously I've bet long on Hive. I've, I I still believe in Hive more than a lot of things in the world. Um, uh, but for me, it was taking that gamble and it wasn't even a gamble. It was a it was a calculated risk. And this time last year, really looking into Splinterlands and saying how can I build my stacks up and. Because of that, it's really changed my life. It's changed my family's life, uh, and, and it's allowed for 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 us to to really, you know, start seeing some fruits of of the efforts put in. So, yes, HBD, yes, Hive, yes, the development, yes, Leo, yes, everything Block Trades is doing, yes, all of this stuff, everything, heck, even the stuff that we're doing in 2022. Our our little listeners project is is on another level uh, of excitement for us. Uh, but for me personally, in the past 12 months, it's been Splinterlands. So. Hive Pay is a close and that's second, me. I think. Hive Pay is definitely, dude. I'm I like I I put this out on Twitter and and on on traditional social media like Facebook. But I screenshot all of the Hive Pay notices we get now because back in the day, you used to get notification of payment received from PayPal. But now it's like we get these notification of of payments through Hive Pay, and I love like. I love it. I love See, what, it. what you need to oh. do with Hypay, to be honest with you, people love numbers, is start quantifying it, do a post about it and say, hey, we processed, you know, five 5,000 HBD in the last 30 days or, you know, we did yeah. 500 HBD in November and 1,500 in December and 2,800 in January. I mean, that would be a cool thing to see how much is going through it. And, and that's a great way to advertise it and promote it. And then we could like blast yeah. those out on Twitter and, you know, all that stuff. 
Definitely. And I think it's just going to grow. Um, you know, the, the more people that use this and see how easy it is to use it, it's, it's going to grow. So there you go. That's it, man. That's 2021 finished. That's all we got. Nothing else in the books. Book them, Dano. In the books. Guys, it's been an absolute honor with uh, hanging out with you guys each and every week here on the show. Thank you for listening. All the all the people that listen in on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, on these replays, on 3Speak, uh, even on, on um, Oriole. Uh, thank you guys for, for checking us out. Uh, we expect big, huge things in 2022. Massive, more growth with the blockchain, with this, with this podcast, with this community. Um, but if there's anything you guys want to see us address, let us know. We are here. And uh, there you go. So have a great New Year's. Ciao. Everyone. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.